Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. This is Isaiah Yeshayahu 11b, the second podcast on chapter 11 in Yeshayahu. After Yeshayahu envisioned for us the peace and wonder of the time of the Mashiach, of the Messiah, in the first half of this chapter, and then he described a time of world peace without violence, a world in which knowledge of God and the pursuit of learning would cover the earth like the waters of the sea, and a time when people would be led by a leader devoid of selfishness whose judgments were based solely on his loyalty to God and justice and righteousness, Yeshayahu slightly comes down to earth a little, and he looks to the Jewish people to whom he is speaking at the time. In Yeshayahu's philosophy, and we've touched upon this before and we'll continue to see this throughout this book, the role of the Jewish people is to be the nation which brings this message, the message that Yeshayahu is trying to teach to the entire world. This is their, both their responsibility and privilege. Unfortunately, he stands now at a time when this mission is not being fulfilled properly as it should be, which is why God is about to punish the nation through the, using the onslaught of the Assyrian army. Yeshayahu also looks to the future and sees that ultimately, as had been prophesied already by Moses, by Moshe, in the Torah, that one day the kingdom of Judah would fall because of failure to fulfill this mission, and the people will then be scattered to the ends of the earth. So while he talks about this lofty and beautiful world to come, he then has to come down to earth, look at the people that he's speaking to, and tell them about the future of their mission. He also has to tell the people that one day there will be an end to this exile and that one day they will also have accomplished their mission. It's important to let them know this in order that they maintain their hope in the future. The mission which is fulfilled when people can build a nation in their homeland that stands as an example to the, world of, to the entire world of justice and righteousness. The exile through the diaspora would then have been an opportunity to interact with the other nations and teach them about these ideas and principles. But ultimately, one day they will all come back and then be able to build a nation that will be the beacon of light, the Orla Gaim, which is their ultimate purpose. Unfortunately, though, there will be enemies that try to thwart this mission. And unfortunately, due to the nature of human evil, the beautiful world that Yeshayahu is envisioning for us, he now has to come down to earth and tell us that it will not come about until those that try to destroy peace are subdued themselves. Yeshayahu now turns to the people of Judah and, and says, And we're doing verse 10 through 16 today. It will be in that day that Shoresh Yishai, the root, the sprout that sprouted forth from the trunk of Jesse of Yishai, that he is standing, that he will be standing as a sign to the nations. It will be on that day when Mashiach has arrived that all nations will look to that sprout of Jesse of Yishai as a sign of proper behavior. All nations will seek out his counsel and the place where he resides will be a place of honor. It will be on that day that God will once again, the first time being the exodus from Egypt, but once again, He will, he will stretch out His hand, like note that Jeremiah, to reacquire His nation 
Asher Yisha Erme Ashur, Mimitrayo, Mipatros, Mikush, Umeelom, Mishinoro, Mechamat, Meiayam, his nation that is now scattered all over the world in Egypt, in Assyria, in Patrot, in Nubia, in Elam, in Shinar, Hamat, and in the far flung islands of the sea. God will continue for the second time. Yeshayahu is reassuring the Jewish people that despite their mistakes and infractions, they will ultimately accomplish their mission and be brought back to their land by God. It's the ingathering of the Jews will then be assigned to the nation that these values of justice and righteousness are the only eternal values. When God gathers the lost ones of Israel and the scattered tribe of Judah, that he gathers from the four corners of the earth, the, the world will see what the true values of God really are. And here is a verse that is truly biting in its, in its message and extremely important and is often overlooked when this chapter is read. And here goes, Those the fighting, the infighting within the Jewish people themselves, the infighting between the northern and the southern kingdom, the northern represented by Ephraim and the southern represented by Judah, will be cut off. No longer Ephraim lo Ephraim. No longer will Ephraim be jealous of Judah. No longer will Judah fight or, or harass Ephraim. This is such an important message. Before Isaiah talks about the Jewish people reestablishing their nation and being an example from the world. This can only happen because there will be peace among themselves. Redemption from exile, redemption from the yoke of other nations, Yeshayahu is telling us very clearly, cannot come until there is peace among the Jews themselves. Only then can the next verse happen. Then they shall be able to push the Philistines back towards the sea. Then, they will be able to um, be overlords over the, the countries of the East. Only then will those other nations obey them. Once peace is established among the Jews between themselves, then they will be able to rule over those nations that are still trying to oppose God's mission by preaching violence and selfishness. Then the Jewish people will be able to rule over their oppressors. Their oppressors. Note, it says lavos, and it says to cause these countries to obey them. What does obey them mean? To listen to the values that they're teaching, the values that they're teaching in this chapter, which are the values of justice and righteousness. Never does it say to destroy them or to subjugate them. Similar to what Yeshayahu criticized the Assyrians for in the last chapter, when the Assyrians were only given permission to be Israel's overlords in, as an instrument of God's punishment, but instead they chose out of their own selfishness to destroy and kill. Isaiah teaches us one who fulfills God's purpose does not kill and destroy. He teaches and acts as a leader and shows what is right and what is wrong. At this time, God will dry up the, the tongue of the Sea of Egypt, which is understood to be the Nile Delta, which is the most fertile region in Egypt. God will then dry it up. He will raise his hand over the Euphrates. These are the places, the source of wealth that these mighty nations and empires drew their wealth from, which they used in order to subjugate, in order to kill, in order to destroy other cultures, other peoples. 
God will dry up that source of strength so that people can just walk over those lands. And what? Why? Then a path shall be opened, a highway shall be opened. The remnants of the Jewish people that are scattered around the world in Assyria and everywhere else, <coughs> they will have a path, a highway to their homeland. Just like they had a path through the sea when they came up from the land of Egypt, they will have a path through all the countries of the world where they are stuck, where they have been exiled to, back to their land in order to build this land and this nation, which will act as a beacon of light to the entire world. Thank you for joining us for chapter 11. Looking forward to having you join us for chapter 12.